Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Flank, man. Today's episode is presented by the Xfinity 10G Network. Big, big, big shout out to Xfinity, man. It don't matter where you're gaming, you're streaming, you're competing. It doesn't matter. Their 10G network has a faster connection with less interruption. It's the best in a biz. Make sure to go check it out. I'm joined by Ben Genesim, of course, Christopher Duarte, and Patrick Price is not here. It is Friday, so we know Pat's got some extra fine stuff going on. He's gonna be he's gonna be doing his thing, and uh, you know, it maybe if if it gets to that point, we are gonna be doing some questions. We're taking some topics and questions from reddit at the end of the show maybe pat will, will join us for that if he's able to get off of work but we got two amazing co-hosts chris how you doing bro how you doing my guy <clears throat> all right good talk i guess you know what i'm saying good talk hello chris. mike mike mike's muted i'm there sorry i'm no, sorry don't worry about it bro. Uh, What's happening? <laughs> I, I had a good week man just been uh i've been streaming you know the usual but then uh there was a creator tournament it was a like a ranked race with like a whole bunch of like ranked play streamers and i won that so I had a good weekend and oh, nice. or a good week. Sorry, I had a good week and I'm just looking forward to the matches this week. Uh, we're getting closer to Toronto. I just got my passport today. Uh, yeah. I'm just I'm excited, man. We got a lot of trips coming very soon. Damn. So you're you're feeling Wait, nice right on. now. Hold yeah. On. Your pat? Can we, can we? Can you let the people know how long your passport was sitting in your mailbox? Sitting in my mailbox for five days. But listen, hold on. I got an explanation. <laughs> no. I have, a, I have like one of those community mailboxes, and I live with roommates, so like I like I don't ever get mail. And on top of that, I didn't get no shipping notification, nothing. Like I looked at I looked at the uh I was like looking for the status of my passport. It's like should arrive on May 5th. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> That's actually crazy that you didn't know you had your passport in there. That could have been dangerous. Yeah, probably. it was in there, it was in that mailbox for five days. So what well, we 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 got it. Well, it's good to have you here. Glad you got your passport. Congratulations on the ring play tournament. That's always good news. Uh Ben, how are you doing today, man? You doing all right, Ben Jay? Yeah, doing good. The weather's kind of shitty outside, so if I get disconnected is what it is. But no, good streams earlier today. Uh, vibing. Uh, obviously, if you're watching the show, I ditch the glasses. I got contacts on. Pretty hey, you much look like a million dollars. Every man. show we do now, so that should be that should be going on. And yeah, I mean, we've just been it's been a fun week. We've been doing a lot of like major five planning. We've got some cool stuff coming uh, forward for that. So I've been diving into that. And uh, I would say that today's matches were. As mid as the Sixers' performance in the last five minutes of the uh, fourth quarter. Oh, uh, that's not right, man. You think it's as mid as it gets? I mean, listen, the, the series <laughs> definitely went by pretty good today, or pretty quick today. Um, what was it? Was a three-one, three-one, three-zero, right? So it was uh, very, yeah. very quick today. Um, quick matches. Obviously, we had uh, some blow it up bowls as well. Some tech issues too. We'll talk about that during the so, series. Some tech issues. We'll obviously talk about some of the tech issues. But you know, we're gonna we're gonna go over the matches. There's some things that I had written down. Um, just obviously, we're gonna talk about COD, break some of the some of the games down, and then uh, we'll hop into the community questions and hot takes that you guys are coming up with over on the Reddit side of things. If you guys still want a chance. Um, to go thumbs up your favorite ones or go ask away. It's still up there, so if you guys want a chance to uh, to get your question answered, go over to the Reddit, the COD Competitive Reddit. But I say we hop in and hop into the first series of the day. We kick things off. We had the Los Angeles Gorillas going up against the London Royal Ravens. We got a Fortress Hardpoint, Fortress S&D, Expo Control, Hotel Hardpoint, Hotel Search and Destroy. I mean, I'll let you guys kick it off with the veto system. What were you guys feeling with the vetoes? Anything that caught your eye, or is it just two teams they're both at the bottom of the league. They're both going through the motions. Blow it up, bold. You guys just not gave a fuck. Uh, I mean, 
the only thing that was kind of weird was uh expo control obviously uh lag have yet to play it um and if if you go and actually watch that match you would see why they probably have yet to play it but then they ended up uh stringing together some rounds which we'll talk about but yeah i mean nothing really too crazy in the vetoes for me ben what about you anything no i just this is just a mid-off between two teams at the bottom and i think london had some opportunities to extend the series and they kind of didn't make it work and as we've seen with london the response man the the pacing with this team is completely off they're not on the same page it feels like everybody's playing for stats uh, and also coming in lg lg is on like a 10 series lost streak. like they hadn't won a match in like two months so mm-hmm. yeah i know this is uh not the most exciting match on planet earth well i mean just to show you guys where it kind of all unfolded i mean this is where la jenna we got to listen in but this is where lg were actually able to get a good break and they actually break the next one as well so we could kind of look over the setup here from the london royal ravens on kind of where it all fell and it looks like it starts with yuli he's the first one to go off rotation and i mean chris you play the game every day you're a ranked play tournament champion I mean, what is going on here with uh, with London's setup? Anything else that you would change here going into this P2? LAG were able to get a pretty smooth break here, and then they also break the next P3. Uh, anything you would change here for the for the P3 setup? I feel uh, like... Linus, sorry, go ahead. I, I, go ahead. No, you're good. I was just going to say, I think Yuli just got to be careful over-challenged with five seconds left. Once 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 Yuli dies, um, I'm, I'd much rather Yuli just chill there than, than try and hit yeah, four seconds of Yeah, just in a corner and yeah, team just... shot with number eight. Exactly. Like just guess up a crossfire. Yeah, I mean, that would have been definitely a better play. I mean, but like, as as you said, uh, or as Ben said, these are two of the bottom teams. So, like, the amount of mistakes that these two make or these two teams make is uh, substantially higher than, you know, some of the better teams. And they don't really have uh, the talent to bail themselves out of these situations. So usually when when, you know, the, the bricks start, cr- the house starts crumbling, like it just all comes down. There's mm-hmm. no like repairing it in, in half of their gameplay. Yep, and then the same thing, right? The P2, the P2 rotation comes down. Yuli overchows off the roto. He spawns out. LAG use their numbers. Same thing here on the P3. Kind of look at how London's playing this. I mean, right here, Scraps is trying to cut people. I, again, I, I would like to see Scraps just try and get to that new hill because look what happens. They just they get pinned out over here on this P1. LAG, they take advantage of it, and he spawns some of these London players out. Now, Asim, he's left watching maps and gate. He starts to tweak. His teammates died around him. It's just sloppy from London. I mean, the sloppiness continues from these guys, right? Good. I feel, I feel like playing out on this hill now that I've, I've watched it so much and the same situations unfold, it's so it's so pointless because, um, yeah, you might be buying time, but the spawns are, like, so close to that door that, like, if you, you don't really, there's no layering, you know what I mean? Like, if you die out, you're spawning out. There's no, like, there's no, like, layer where you can safely, like, um, have map control like a severe amount of map control yeah. and being able to die and spawn up in the back usually if you just die anywhere where you're pushed out you're spawning out so i feel like you're just better off playing tight like every single time because mm-hmm. y- you get help from the guy in the hill you obviously get help from the guy that's protecting them and then everyone else can kind of just do the accomplish the same goal but from a say, safer position yeah and then yep. even right here when 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 nasty comes all spawn i think nasty should also be be aware of this or be aware of this you know like he he, he doesn't even look at bottom art or top R. he kind of just fills in right where maddie is and they get flanked right then mm-hmm. see just he jumps down he flanks them they block the gate spawn and they spawn out so if you're gonna do that you know if somebody's gonna come off spawn like maddie sees his teammate come off spawn like nasty's got to pick up the pinch there like he's got to read somebody coming off old and, and playing a late pinch or, or something there 
Because Andy yeah, didn't play. I, I agree with you. I just still think, uh, Tom, it's just better, like... To play tight. We talked about it before. Play tight. Um, especially that first wave. They're not funneled, so they can hit P2. They can hit bottom map. So they can, or bottom art, top art. Mm -hmm. They can flank P1. Um, once you get that first wave when you're playing tight, then you can create some space because you'll know they're either spawning in open or bottom art. Like, and, and that's how you create a funnel. Yeah. Um, that's, like, kind of the basis of all hardpoint maps. But I feel like on this map, it's just so pointless being pushed on rotation. You're just... You're gonna spawn out yeah. if you die every time. Yeah, you gotta give it to uh, LAG because after those two breaks, the second P2 to second P3, as y'all just saw, they were able to get a pretty hefty lead. And in London, they're obviously fighting for scrap time. And while they're doing that, LAG was able to rotate to this P4. And honestly, they held the rest of this lead. They blow out London the rest of this map. Not really else too much to talk about. Those that P3 uh, or P2 P3 chain from uh, from LAG definitely put them ahead in that. First map. We'll take a look at the final scoreboard. Joe Deceives, 35 and 21. One thing I didn't notice with Joe Deceives, youngest player in the CDL. I didn't really know that. Uh, I didn't even put two and two together until they said something on the broadcast today. But that, it says a lot about Joe, man. Youngest player. I don't know if you guys listened to the interview today, but he's just willing to learn and he's not chalking up the season. And he just, you know, obviously they're looking into major five, but. I think this guy, Joe DeCease, is a good player, man. I, I feel like, the you know, obviously the place yeah, he has a lot of potential. He's got a lot of potential, dude. A lot of potential. A lot of upside. Um, and then, obviously, on the other side, everybody getting booped on. Uh, everybody negative on the other side. So, London, they struggled. Any final thoughts, Ben? Any final thoughts on the map one, Ben? No. I mean, just mistakes from London. LG capitalized. It's been a decent map for both teams. LG came up top. And then we have to watch a Fortress S&D. And, yeah. I'll just take it away from here. Yeah, then we get into the Fortress search, and uh, it was Joe Deceives who, who started off the S&D hot. He was able to find a big trade onto Tank there in the back, and then you can see London, they get the bomb down. It's a 3v3 situation. But take a look at the plays from Joe. You can see him up top, number four. He's going to challenge his back window. Takes care of Nasty as well. Good plays from him. Then you see Asim, he's trying to make a play, but Joe, he reads it, finds another one, and last one up is going to be Yuli stuck in a corner. He's going to find one onto Alec, and then obviously the LAG guys are going to pounce. Joe Deceives, what an ace off the rip. Fantastic plays coming out of Big Joe. Um, LAG, they go back into the next round. They work uh, the A-plant. They go up 2-0, and then in this next round, it's actually Yuli off the start of the round who ends up getting a teammate onto his teammate Nasty, uh, but he makes up for it. Yuli teammates his teammate. Now it's a 3v3 situation because Yuli bounced back with a kill. And this one ends up in a 1v2 uh, from Yuli. Did you guys like how LAG was playing this? I don't know how they let this happen. This looked too easy for Yuli. Just a quick 1v2. They weren't watching bottom maps. They weren't watching their right. I'm not really too sure what they were watching. Um, especially so back, at C. Back up. Back up. Um, so bomb. How did bomb end up down middle map? Did they got jump out a window? And they were just yeah, trying to play Yeah. Asim tried to jump out the window. So Asim, he tries to go for a dive here. And Alex got an angle on him where he could see Asim after he dives out. So Asim's going to dive out. Boom. Alec gets the kill. How you doing? Boom. And then uh, a couple trades go down. I believe it's Tank um, who tries to make the play here. Um, you can see Yuli. He finds one on the other side. So Yuli, he's, he, he had a really big round here. He gets the ace here and the 1v2 clutch. So Bomb ends up in the middle here. I just wasn't sure what Exceed was doing there. Um, Alex obviously watching the P1 like wrap through Exceed. I feel like just needs to be a little bit more active there. Um, but unless anything you guys saw. Weird because they also got a kill from that side of the map, but they probably, I don't know, probably miscommunication or they just picked wrong. I mean, they, should, a, they probably should have been more proactive in getting the information, especially Exceed, because he wasn't weak from anything. Like, Alec is the guy staying down. Like, Caden yeah. should have been more uh, proactive, I think. Now, this right here, 
This right here, Ben, you already know where I'm going with this. Yeah. 2-1, okay? It's a 2v3 situation in favor of the London Royal Ravens. They have a man. LAG plant the bomb A. London with the slowest retake of all time. All you have time, the Tom. numbers. You have the numbers. Just go. Just do something. Because we'll watch it out. Look what happens here. Shimmy, 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 shimmy. Everybody's standing around street. There goes 10 seconds. There goes 50 seconds. Now they start to inch up a little bit. They're checking corners that Yuli already checked. They're just slow playing. They still haven't jumped to the back yet. Now they start making plays to bomb. By the time <laughs> one guy gets to this bomb, there are 15 seconds left on the clock. 15. There's one opportunity to defuse. One opportunity. If they would have just hit this site 25 seconds ago, they would have been valid. But instead, what happens? They don't have time. They get swarmed. They kill him off the bomb. And now you're left in a 1v1 where time ran out. London has no time. They can't clutch up again. I mean, Jesus, bro. Could it have been any slower? I think that's like the problem with um, London in general as a team. They just take forever to do things. I feel like they play very scared. They almost play two by the book where they just don't take any good risks. And... It bites them in the ass time and time again, not only in the in the in the search right there, but it happens in the respawns too, if you notice. Um, whenever they get wipes, they do nothing with their kills. They're fucking team stone boots, and it, it annoys <laughs> me and it makes their COD so unwatchable and so unfun because they don't make incisive quick decisions and it infuriates me and like makes me furious to know I'm Yeah, man. I mean, and they end up winning five straight. I mean, they work at A plant in that round, they they bring it up to three, two. Um, and then I'm not really too sure what the play was here from the Los Angeles Gorillas. I mean, it's it's a 3v3 situation. I just feel like here, if you're backing up and you got the A-bomb, I know XC got naded. Somebody else challenged middle. Like, just get the bomb down. Just get the bomb down yeah. look over them. Everybody kept challenging mid from LAG, and that's why they're in a 2v3. Um, so LAG, a little bit uh, over-challenging a little bit. Um, they, obviously, they end up falling in this one. Uh, good trades from London as as they wrap back. They use their numbers great in that round. Great uh, great job from London. Gets aggressive on the site. They tie it up at three. Uh, this is where London, they actually, I like the strat here. They actually rush double windows in P1 here, and then look at what they do. So instead of just playing that A site like people normally do, they play over towards P1, over towards double. They get two kills, but instead of just going absolutely nuts and just running at the B point, they actually end up backing this one up as a unit and just getting this A-bomb down. So really good plays from London as they go up 4-3 here. Uh, and then we hop in to the 1v1 that Nasty had. It was almost a 1v3 from Exceed, and we'll kind of break it down for you and show you kind of how that happened. But Exceed, he's going to be here bottom art. He's going to find one onto Yuli. He's tagged up. He's one shot. I'm thinking Tank's going to trade it. But Tank goes down Exceed. 1v1 situation. But fortunately enough for Mr. Nasty, he spots Exceed in the corner here as he's running through R, and he's able to take him down. So big 1v1 there. From Nasty. And then we get into the last and final round. And Scraps, he makes the play here. He gets pushed up P1. He's been playing here all game long. And I don't know what the hell LAG's looking at. They got caught with their pants down. First goes Exceed. And the snap comes in from Tank onto Arcities. And that's going to be a clean round for the London Royal Ravens as they win five straight. We'll take a look at the final did, score. Uh, did LAG see them cross P1 at all in that round? No, like, I, don't, I don't believe they didn't. I have, well, he, had no, he had no idea that he was here. Alex on top of the statue. 
You can see two uh, players. There's three players hovering around statue and maps that exceed just sitting closed stairs. I oh, mean, no, they, they did. Even... They did. No, no. Someone was shooting <laughs> at someone, and then Maddie just hopped They up had no idea Tank was there. I promise yeah. you, Ben. They had no idea he was nah, there. I, I know they had no idea Tank was there. They were shooting at someone else across in P1. Yeah, I think they picked but, it up too late because yeah. his teammate behind him was trying, to, was trying to get through. But, yeah, I don't know what was going on there. 10 and 5 from Yuli. Good map out of Yuli. I mean, Chris, you've been talking about Yuli a little bit. I mean, you feel like he's kind of uh, been put into a little bit of a blender here, right? Like he got thrown he's into the, the London camp. He's the new Fire Forty, bro. No, I think Fire. I think Fire was. His, right. I think from playing with Fire for a couple games now in Challengers, he's always been a pretty talented player. He just uh, when he got his shake in the league, it was just on a bad team, and um, I think Yuli was also very good in Challengers. He was basically right up there with Dan Ghosty mm -hmm. in terms of like it's except on the opposing role. Yeah. And then he just yeah. got into in, onto this team, and uh, yeah, there's just no saving this. And I'll say, Chris, is Fire Forty started the season with that Paris team, correct? Yeah, that's the, that's just the only difference because you only joined this team at season yeah. when it was very chalked, whereas Fire like yeah, yeah, yeah. It was either way. Yeah. They was still just like it was fucking Paris, bro. They just like get whoever you can get and pray. So mm. same kind of same situation nowadays. But anyways, uh, regardless, yeah, um, kind of unfortunate for Yuli, man. I think he. Uh, Especially with the lack of SMGs in the league that are coming up, I feel like SMGs, good SMGs, are are going to be hard to find in the future. Um, especially when building these teams on the lower end, and you know him getting his uh, stock torch to a degree is a uh, sucks. Yeah, I definitely got thrown into a little bit of a rough situation because he hasn't been bad. You know, when you watch Yuli play, he's not. He doesn't look like he's a bad player. Like he's clearly a good player. Yeah. It's just uh, I definitely think the system right now with London or the culture, some. They're not on the same wavelength. Like they they don't play together. They do. If somebody's playing fast, there's two other players playing slow, or vice versa. You know what I mean? Like they're not on the same page. Um, and and obviously, if Yuli doesn't matter how good you are, like if your team, if you and your teammates aren't on the same page when you're going up against these other eleven franchises in the CDL, it's not gonna be easy. Um, and then this is where London, in my opinion, I think London threw this map away. They get a really, really, really good offense to start off the map. Um, they go up 1-0, uh, they come back, they win the defense, they go up 2-0, and then things get a little interesting. Ben, you were saying uh, C9 uh, in the call? I don't know exactly what C9 means, but LAG with a sneak cap here yes. in the fourth round. This was insane. Let's take a look and see how this all unfolded, because in my opinion, London needs to close it out on this defense and take this to a map number four. Um, well, obviously, we're going to a map number four regardless, but I think this should have been all over here. We'll kind of see how it breaks down. I think Asim, uh, he makes a lot of good plays, like flipping and, and trying to get pushed up in their base and working spawn kills. Yuli, he nades himself a little bit there, unlucky. But let's take a look here and see what the hell happened. So right here, right off the bat, Asim's got go to gotta run towards this point here. He's got to run towards the point. He has to. Because of look how look how little that tick is. Look how t much of a sliver it is to cap that B point. If you're the last one up for London, I mean, you can't just be like, yo, teammates, pick that up. Like, you have to go toward the point there. Do you guys agree with that or no? Yeah. I mean, yeah. He, he's under the assumption Alex probably underneath them, and he got all his eyes on the point, but uh, he has to go to it. Yeah, I think right. he at the very was, least uh, look at it the entire time. Yeah, he he thought Alec was gonna maybe because this guy coming off uh, coming from this eight point, he probably thought that he was on him. So if he just jumped down, he would die type thing. You know what I mean? So it was a sticky situation for Asim to be in for sure. But gotta give it up for the play. Who was the player that was able to get on there? It was Arsenal. Alex, right? He was yeah. able to get through. He he hits the point. I mean, it was a really, really, really good play. I think, I think Asim. 
I think he's in Gentile window. <laughs> he may still not even get there in time, actually. It'd be no, really close. either either way though, yeah. it's like it's a 50-50. Um, but, but like he's gotta make the play, but though, you have to make the play. It's like yeah. you either jump out and take a gunfight underneath you and hope he's there and you stall him enough for your teammate to get there, or you just bullshit him and win the gunfight. Yeah. Or you race over the point and beat him on the decap. Like it, it's like the only play to make. If you sit up there and he doesn't like hit you. Uh -huh. Like you're probably gonna lose. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, right here, he he he's his, the best place to instantly be to hit the point. Um, but yeah, Alec just makes a really good heads up play. He's able to sneak through middle and dive onto the point, and and that was a difference maker for me. I mean, London probably should have closed that out three one. They had the life advantage as well. There wasn't much time left on the clock, and LAG were able to scrape by and clutch it up. So really big place from them there in that fourth round, and then we go into the overtime, and this is where LAG are just able to hold on defense. I mean, London they were able to get over towards this. Uh, for just a point off the rip, but as I scroll through, you can see nobody from London was able to get anything going. I think it was the last second they were able to get on B um, and cap this B point. But LAG, they do a good job just keeping out this bus uh, or keeping bus pushed out and uh, and kind of pinning London back into like those back right spawns. And and London are constantly forced to OE right. Like if you're blocking those back bus spawns, the only thing London can do is either wrap back together and try and kill you, or just OE play through mid map, play through uh, obviously the B point. And try and pinch around so it was a really 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 good play uh from lag to kind of just keep that pushed out give up the b point uh and close out this defense you can see the lives as well they start slowly started to dwindle for the london royal ravens lag they were down 0-2 in the control but then they bring it back uh they win the defense and then they clutch up on their offense to bring it into an overtime as you saw in that that fourth round so really good place from lag to hang in there stay composed and get that w everybody negative from the Los Angeles Gorillas, except for one guy, Assault. And they still came out and won this map. I mean, does that tell anything to you guys or, or not really too much? Um, I mean, we already talked about it, man. Like, we've been watch we're watching and uh, experiencing so much slow gameplay out of the Ravens where they're just getting kills and not really knowing what to do with it. But, Tom, you want to what isn't slow? Xfinity's 10G Xfinity, Network. 10G Network. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, make sure to go check it out if you haven't already. Huge shout out to Xfinity once again. But let's head into the map number four. Uh, listen, this was a bloodbath from from the from the from the get go. This was a bloodbath. You uh, called it after the first hill, basically. I called it after the first hill because London. They just seem. I don't know. They just. I don't know what it is. It just. They just seem like they don't want to be there. Like it seems like they're kind of going through the motions. But LAG. I mean, right off the bat, you can see they get forty five seconds off the first hill. Forty three seconds about. And then they get a clean four wipe going into P2. London with not even a single point yet. Um, I I also didn't like that so many players from London were trying to play P2 spawns when they're spawning out. Like, bro, at least try and get some P P1 time. You bro, know, they left 18, and it was not like five seconds. It was like 18 seconds, which I think is actually kind of a lot, especially if you don't think you're gonna get like the first 30 mm -hmm. or 20 on on P2. But they chalked it, and yeah, I mean, again, this is over after the first hill because. They were down quite a bit, and they weren't really able to gain any momentum on hills after this. Yep, and you can see going into the P3, it's everybody from London again collapsing. Like, Let's just look at this rotation, right? Joe finds a gap. He hits bedroom. Nobody from London is watching the overextend. Yuli picks up middle, but he gets shot in the back and then scraps his force back. He tries to get Yuli's trade. Then he gets traded out. And now Asim's left in hill once again by himself being swarmed. Wait, the, the way they played that, Tom, is like they thought they actually got beat to the hill. The guy's side door doesn't like go like. Why would they Maddie, think that they got beat to the hill? They have no, look, two look, dead. Look at the way Manny plays this. Look at what he does. He shimmies the door before. Like he, he plays this while they think like they got fucking beat. 
Yeah, but maybe they thought maybe they were missing one. They didn't know where he was. But anyway, but the, the issue in that is they gave their team bad timing. Yuli's the one end up holding this fucking pinch essentially, and instead of being like a back van spot to see everything, he's holding it from the block, and they just gave themselves. That's the, that's bad the problem with their gameplay though. They're too safe. Like, okay, if you think somebody's out, like, and you're not sure, you just have to try to beat them into the hill. And if he's not there, well, great. You just save yourself some time. If he's there, well, at least you spot him and then you know for sure. And then you can work him as a but, team and then anticipate the incoming pressure from the team. But you just hesitating like this so much, like you're essentially chasing a ghost. But they got and, four dead, though. Like, look, look, they kill it. Look, 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 they kill everybody. They kill them all. Look, there's the last one. There's, a, Bro, they kill all of them. And you got to know that some of them, especially once they kill this number two, boom, trying to run away from mid. That's another two dead. They have to know that players are spawning to get it back. And I know, I know Nasty's probably seeing them as well. Like, I'm sure Nasty, like, Nasty's shooting at a guy in the back now. Yeah. Like, you know what no, I mean? No, you're, you're 100% right. The only third, the only it. person, the only person they could have been looking for is Joe. But there's no spawn in the new hill. Like, he would either spawn a bed or restaurant, but I'm pretty sure his teammates were, like, restaurant. So, I mean... If anything, they were just looking for one guy bed. They just they're just timing their kills like wrong. They're timing like the they're just reading it terribly. And even here, either way, even just here, go. even here, look at this. They, they they come through. They come through rugs. They come through kitchen. Whatever. They throw tags and they just stand there. Like they're just standing there. Like they couldn't hit a gap there. Like like exceed was in the assault was in the back. He wasn't even at that back door yet. Like throw your tags. You have to make plays off your tags. They throw their attacks. They're just kind of sitting there waiting and waiting and waiting. Then somebody jumps through. Nasty's still pre-aiming. And then Asim just comes through waltzing through rug by himself. Like, it's just like. I mean, I mean well, so Asim's picking up. Asim's the guy picking up the pinch. So he's not going to slide in because he's assuming they're going to like pinch cat or go all the way around. But yeah, you throw attacks. Yuli, Nasty, and Manny got to fucking go. I mean, they somebody all gotta to hit the dive. Oh, bro. Somebody do dive something. Dive to the oven, bro. Dive to the someone, oven and drag someone, this guy's Someone's got to do something. Somebody there. do something. Bro, Asim, Asim, dude, it's even Asim fucking killed the guy in the pinch and child before Nasty. Then maybe Nasty was shooting the guy back door and that's why he didn't slide out. But it's just the, the problem we've seen. It's not just this map from London. It's the issue they've had all time. This team doesn't react quick enough. They're not as skilled as other teams. And you got to be able to match that. With really good tactics on, and speed and getting one. better timing. I got another one. They just don't do it. I got Go another ahead. one. Then then right here, right here. Take a look at the plays that Yuli makes here. So you see him on the scoreboard, right? Now, there's one. There's two. Ace him with one, right? Yuli. He clears out the whole way. For some reason, London just doesn't want to get over there. I mean, Yuli's literally on a streak here in bedroom. Look at this. Look, 20 seconds have already gone by in this <laughs> piece. Nobody's even there. <laughs> How many kills do they need? What is taking so long? <laughs> like, bro, just you know what I'm saying? Like, Chris, am I am I faded here or what? Bro, Why are they all looking at are, kitchen? People are just scared to die, bro. And there's it's so one, annoying. There's dude. two. There's three. Right? These guys' kitchen should be caught in the hot tub now, just getting active. People are scared to die, and this is why, like, the are like KD just doesn't like hardly means anything. And there's so many other like look at this statistics that you can look at because look at the way some of these people play and i know this is like the lower tier teams and and to a degree this doesn't happen but stuff like this will happen unintentionally at the at the high bro, level ceiling but it's, like it's dude it's bad bro. 27 seven, bro. 27 seconds left in time and they just got here they just bro, got here the worst part about this is like and i don't know if asim got called out to do this asim was going mid cut 
And someone saw the guy cross cowwalk, and Asim's the one that wraps back to pick this up. Not number seven, number six. Asim sees a guy cowwalk, or or they see the other guy cross. He's the one that backs up the kitchen, so they have like no sub pressure. So I don't know if he was directed to do that. If he Bruh, just fucking, I don't know what. The, it's the weirdest I shit. It I works so off on the map. Who was directed where? Yeah, Yuli popped three. Asim popped one. That is four. Three Dude. plus one equals four. Okay? The way some. The if way some guy, of these people go ahead. Sorry. I was just gonna say, if one guy is pinching kitchen, bro, who cares? Let just, bro, just run to get time, get time, play corners and hill, keep Beth, bedroom pushed out, help Yuli, help him. He's well, the, doing the, the hard part. The, the one, problem, of their, one of their ARs needs to get the fuck, bro. One of their ARs needs to get the back stairs and be able to watch across the hill. The real, like, the real issue with with this team, and and this happens to so many other teams, is they forget. I know this might sound stupid, but that the goal of the game is to get in the hill and protect it. And what they try to do is they try to set themselves up for the perfect scenario every time where they're like, okay, we're going to hold the back spawns and we're going to have this part of map control and this and this and this, and then we're going to get in the hill. When in reality, the hill is your priority and the setup that you get afterwards is is like the second priority. If you if you if you manage to get to the hill and have a perfect setup or perfect map control, great. Yeah. But if you manage to get to the hill and you have to hold some scrapped up setup because of the way the other team... um like tried to play the game yeah. because they, let's say they pinched in this, you just got to deal with it. You just got to do it. Who cares? Your goal is to get to the fucking hard point. Like stop trying to play for the perfect scenario. Push this out, push this out, block this one. Just get to the fucking hill there. and whatever happens after you react to it. Exactly. I agree, Chris. I agree every step of the way, bro. Exactly, bro. You got the kills. Now let's let's simplify <laughs> Call of Duty. What is the goal of Hardpoint? To <laughs> just get in get the to point. The hill, just get in there. Just get in the point. Just get in the point. Do do the first part. Just get to the. You got the kills. You did the hard part. Now get in there and play some crossfires and play a setup. Like it's. And it's, then you get those wipes. You get the gritty like hold, and then you're like, okay, we have some space. Now let's try to get our ideal set up. Yeah. Like. Mm -hmm. Agree. People Chris. are skipping steps, bro. It's, skipping it's, the steps. Just skipping the steps. Let's take a look at the final scoreboard. Uh, everybody from London. Uh, somebody left. Yuli left. Uh, 23 and 14 from Assault, 20 and 16 from Exceed, 25 and 17 from Joe to C's. Only one negative is RC's negative two, but everybody pulling their weight in the damage category. I'm London on the other side. Uh, it was a rough one, almost a 100-point club. Then this one, they get 3-1 today here against the Los Angeles Gorillas. I mean, guys, any final thoughts? I mean, Ben, I see you right there. No glasses on, looking like a million dollars. I mean, how you feeling, Ben? How you feeling? Ah, uh, dude, I guess for this London team, we got what? Uh, three more matches. They're going to be in losers bracket, so they got four more matches as a team. Just want to see more life out of this squad. Try something else, bro. The way they play is not going to work. At this point, everybody's playing for fucking KD. It's it's horrific to watch. Is what it is. I it's guess we can't go soon. It's embarrassing. Who ha what was Yuli's stats in that in that map? Like, no, no, no but they, you got the stats. Can can we see? Do you know what Yuli's stats were? Like, is there any way we can go back and see what his last known stats are, unless we have the actual like numbers? You're talking about from what? From the just from that series? map? No, 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 that map. Because like, dude, look at the kills. They had one person going negative ten, but everyone else was right around even. One person going negative ten when the rest of your team is damn near right about even, unless Yuli was also getting completely world starred. Um, does not equate to a hundred and fifty point deficit. It just tells you the way they're playing is just Yuli was completely fifteen and twenty. Okay, yeah, so, like, that's not even that bad either. Like, and they're down, they they lost by over 150 points. <sighs> like I said, they're just, they're just not doing the basics, bro. Just get to the fucking objective and do the other part second. Mm -hmm. Bro, they're all, they're all, they're, listen, like, we had Asim in the watch party, like, he's not gonna say it, bro. There are people on this team playing for their spot next year, and they're playing for KDs, like, 
<laughs> it is what it is, dude. Let's move on. All right, let's keep it going. We got the Florida Mutineers going up against the Boston Breeds. We got a Hydro Hardpoint to kick things off. Embassy S&D, Hotel Control, Fortress Hardpoint, and Fortress Search and Destroy. I need everybody right now to show some love. I personally think Florida gave up these first two maps. I think they let them go. Bro, they tossed guys... so fucking mad, mm -hmm. Tom. They tossed it. They so tossed bad. it. I mean, I'll let you guys talk about the vetoes. Anything on the vetoes that uh, that you guys see? Anything that uh, uh, you know, anything that uh, caught your eye or anything like that? No, these teams have pretty much set vetoes most of the time. So, like, it's just it's just a question of between the three on, like, hard points and S&Ds, what's getting picked. But this series, like, kind of made sense on paper. And to your point, like, I think the difficulty for Florida is that they could have won the first two maps. And they, they mega toss, and we'll get to it with their view and talk about it. Yeah, a uh, few things I want to go over. One of them is uh, the second P3. I think this is a really, really big break for the Florida Mutineers. I'm not really too sure what happened here with Boston. We can kind of see. We'll, we'll tune into the Boston Breach listening. Um, but let's take a look at this break here first and see what happened. It starts with Vickle, who makes the play. Nobody from Boston is reading that, that deep water route, which I just feel like at this point in the game, you can't let somebody just walk through water like that and just flank you off a of P2. Like, Vickle makes the absolute play. And he dumps on a guy, Dome. I mean, really good plays there from Vickle um, to get through water. Let's tune into the listening with the Boston Breach and see how the guys were sounded. all righty let's get a dude for uh do it for the listen what do you guys think about bosses listening you guys like their comms or no they sound fine just like any other team i don't think there was anything uh bad about them what about you ben you like their comms ben jay you know they're they're all right i mean i think it's better since some of the listening we've heard with with boston i like some of the small talk especially when they're subs and sort of the first half of that listening uh -huh. it got to kind of a slow part just when they were rotating this hill and there wasn't much going on didn't hear a lot of small talk just a lot of silence but that happens sometimes so it wasn't wasn't that bad so this is where things get interesting it's florida they have about a 40 point lead um, and, and as they have this lead, they're also getting a rotation here over towards the second P4 hardpoint. Let's see how this all collapses for him. It starts with Vickle, who ends up throwing his life away, trying to dive onto the hardpoint. I'm not really too sure what was going on there. But you could see the swarm from Boston Breach. I mean, this was a very, very big break from them. They needed this bad. Chris, what did Florida do wrong here? Not enough press, uh, uh, presence dome or what? Maybe I feel like maybe they should maybe stay pushed out there a little bit more. They kind of all back up. Uh, maybe lose that map control a little bit. They kind of turtle themselves. I mean, but what do you think? Um, I think this map 
so I mean, unless you're unless you were like a high level competitor, or remember the the map. Um, this this hill plays a lot like a checkmate hardpoint P two. So what you do on that map is you kind of just like hold and you read the pressure, and then yeah. when you read where the pressure is coming from, you kind of just like string along. So if you see the cross that they're coming dome heavily, what you do is you give up that P two side of the map and you like push forward dome. You clear out your dome spacing and then you form a line. And like the problem is they tried to hold both. They didn't get any P2 kills. They didn't get any dome kills or not dome kills, broken kills. So they were like too condensed. Mm. And then Boston just got two individual picks and then blocked the spawn, spawn them out. You got to read the pressure and then just kind of string along a line and force them to like fight you head on as a team rather than like pushing out too many lanes. I feel yeah. like it's also just a good pick from Big Wake too to get here early dome and, and find that kill onto Vickle kind of pushes them back just a little bit further. And you can see Capsule, he kind of gets smoked on the on the hill. There's not really much he could do. I love the the break from Boston. I thought they did a great job. It, the break. it was a good break, but look at what three and four were doing. Like four and three were essentially doing the same thing. The guy at Hill was just tweaking and panicking, and Vickle was watching P2 by himself. Yeah. So, like, that's what I'm saying. They're just too condensed. They're not really like doing anything. They're not being proactive. Like Agreed. somebody needs to help somebody else. Like it, they're just letting them get picked. The two players that got picked were both ISO'd. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you can see it. It starts a big wake. He finds one, but no, it's 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 a good point. Four and three, uh, four and three were kind of doing the same thing back there, um, mm -hmm. and it, it ended up costing him really good break from Boston Bridge. Started with big wake getting a few kills there, um, so really good job there. They definitely needed that break, and then once they get that break, they were able to get this game a little bit closer because you got to think, right? Florida rotate early if they get all that time. They're pretty much the the score is gonna look a lot different. It's gonna be like two thirty something to like. 170 you know what i mean like they probably it's probably looking way better for them and then we got into the next hard point and look again p5 who's there early it's the florida mutineers but they get broken once again first bracket vickle don't get any entry kills up top they try to keep it far put they try to keep it pushed out um and they don't get a single kill they both go down and then they just kind of get overran on hill they lose their numbers because they played so pushed out on the rotation and died without getting a kill they spawned, they, they, they just spawned in the back. Also, they weren't blocking the back. So any, so say Brack and Vickle were to get one or two kills here and then die. Those two kills are probably going to spawn somewhere back there. And then just they, would, they, would, they, would, they would have reacted to it probably. Like, I don't think that they're that yeah, clueless. I'll, but more so when those two die, like number four, like number four, number like number one's in hill. Number four just needs to like almost give up his positioning maybe, run into the hill and like get ready to play trades and tight while yeah. the two people off spawn come and fill the lanes that they gave up. Or he just needs to like create space right now. Fellow is number four, sorry. He's the one that he's just sitting on the rock. He's hoping that people hit ruins. If they don't hit ruins and they just completely bypass him, he's essentially useless. That, I, I've seen that happen a lot. I feel like we've watched a ton of VOD on, on people on these teams where, like, the guy in Hill is left alone. Mm. And they just, like, they don't even go for the spawns or go around. They just run into the hill, kill the guy, and then you're just like, well, what are we doing? Yeah. Because that, that, that spawn is so deep and it's, like, such a big choke point to get back in there. But I think the key point is, yes, so after all these trolls, Florida is still in the lead. They get number one capsule spawning up there, and then watch what happens as they bully spawns from below this game. Yeah, so you can see Florida, the, the, basically what Ben just said, right? They're, they're setting up for that third rotation of hard points. They're the ones that have P1 spawn, or they have the P1 time, and they have the P2 spawns. They also do a good job picking up Vivid, who was trying to take a swim route and go around and flip it. Um, but they do, uh, uh, unfortunately, they, they throw this one away. I'm not really too sure what the play was here from Brack because he ends up getting pushed up. I would like to see snake or something, bro. Snake, I would I just challenge him, commit. Yeah, just commit there. I, I would like to see him commit, but he goes down. But it's okay. They still have the spawns, whatever. 
Then another oh, player goes down, Capsidal, right? Then Beans finds another one. Everybody from Florida is just losing their ones, every single person. Mm. And now we're still good, right? We still got a guy in P2. We still Wait, got a guy in What is that monster stone. flag? I've never seen that. Fellow, he's able to find one. But then right here, bro, right here, when Brack gets this kill, he needs to be careful, bruv. He needs to recognize this. Brother, your team is spawning out. They're across the map. You got to recognize the P2 spawns. Instead, I don't know. I would have liked to see Brack off this kill here run backwards. Like, make sure this this is blocked. Like, after you get this kill, hit a right. take a Make a right turn. You know what I mean? Like, make sure you don't lose these spawns. Make sure. Because if he makes I mean, a right turn there, that number two might spawn. That, that number six might know. not he, spawn. Yeah, six he might, spawn there. Yeah, he might still get spawn fucked, Tom. But here's what I think you should have done. Chris, I think you might agree. I think you still run backwards. You play a better one spot back in Ruins where you can guarantee that kill and be really, really mixy for the next hill. Keep in mind, Boston can't win off of P1. They mm -hmm. sure as fuck can win off of P2 if they get P1 and they get spawned. So I agree with you. I think Brax has got to read and his team's got to recognize him that he's spawning out and like trying to crush this P1 time, which they're not going to win off of. Bro, look at this. It's 231 and there's 17 seconds left. Like they weren't going to win off of P1. You need to stay alive regardless. And if you're going to go dumb, go up top. You got a scar. Just go up top. Go snake up there. Go use the god heady. I mean, just sneaking low dome. They know where you are, Brock. You just got a kill here. You know, I'm sure they see you in the death cam running towards dome as well. I just, right here, was just, I, I, I would have liked, I thought he could have done more there, bro. And obviously, it's, it's a solo play. Everybody shouldn't have died around him either. Florida just didn't win a one. At the at the going into the third rotation, they could have won our point. And then, and then you see how the spawns flip. Brack goes down, he gets shot. The spawns flip. Florida, they lose their fights. They lose the spawns. In my opinion, they threw this map away. They threw it away. They had a fat lead. They get broken on the P4. They get broken on the P5. They get broken going into the third row uh, set. Just uh, really struggling on the holds. I, I think Florida um, trolling a little bit. We'll take a look at the final scoreboard here. Um, everybody negative except for Brack, who's only positive too. Um, good plays uh, from Boston Breach as they were able to bring it back. I can't believe, Jesus, where Boston Breach out slaying the shit out of them. 27 and 19 from Beans, 25 and 21 from Kremp, 26 and 17 from Big Wake. Only one negative was Reese. For a pretty close game, I mean, those kills are pretty lopsided, you know? I, I mean, they were all, they I were think also they had to bring it back, lot. though. They yeah, they brought it back. back so, well, yeah, whenever you're bringing it back, you're, you start to overslay, is what happens. Any final but, uh, thoughts, gentlemen, on a map one? I mean, yeah. Florida just fucking trolled it. They, they had the ability to close out this game on the last couple of hills, and everybody made mistakes. And, yeah, going in this embassy where Boston's got a really good win record wasn't looking great for Florida, and they still also had a chance to win this map as they went off to a fat lead off the rip. Yeah, I mean, they go up to a 4-0 lead. We'll kind of just run through it quickly and kind of break it down for you guys. But first, it's Big Wake, who was making plays in the first round. I thought he was about to clutch this, but love the play here from Brack. Check this out. Throws the stun out, jumps the corner, takes care of business. That's really good plays coming in from Brack. Love the tack usage there. Love, love the chow as well. Next round, Florida. They're going to get aggressive over towards this uh, towards this B site. Fellow was red hot with the sniper, man. He was not missing shots early on. Capsule finds two. Fellow with another one. It's a quick 3v1. Obviously, they get the bomb down there. And, and Florida, they go up 2-0. I mean, these rounds are super quick. We got a 2v3 retake here for the Florida Mutineers. I don't know what happened here with the Boston Breach. Fickle, he's going to get tagged middle of the map. Bomb is down. Two versus three. Let's take a look at this round here. And see what the hell happened to the Boston Breeze. Because I don't know how they lost this. They should never lose this round here. Ever. Um, and it looks like it starts with, with Vickle. He's going to inch up the middle of the map. 
Vivid, he's trying to keep eyes on Bomb. He's going to go down. <laughs> Boom. And now you Why have... are they making him check Bomb when he is... I don't know. When, when we have people in the building that can head glitch the window exactly. and snake the pot. Exactly. Vivid should be an orange playing his life, being an absolute nuisance on the map. Uh, instead, he's having to waltz out. He check was in. The bomb. Oh, oh, he's checking the bomb. He went to check bomb. He's in orange. He had to go check bomb. Wow. Well, so, like, what are we did? Yeah, he ooh, checks ooh. bomb. Then he gets caught out. I, I mean, I don't even know why number six and number seven are like holding it like that. Like, bro, they can <laughs> well, no, check so bomb. Seven, seven, I don't mind because he's got to make sure that he's not getting pinched. But Ben's got to like be doing something. He's like, he's literally looking a wall in like the staircase right now, being absolutely useless. I don't know if he's trying to do like the diamond glitch. Or something, I'm surprised but he didn't, didn't really just go out. up top. I'm surprised he didn't just play up top here. Bees has a sniper and he's not checking bomb. <laughs> nope, he's not checking a bomb. <laughs> Whatever, bro. You know, so definitely a troll from uh, the Boston Breach there. Good clutch up for the Florida Mutineers. I'm thinking, okay, this map is going by pretty quick. This one should be over soon. We get into the 3-0 round, and it's uh, it's Tyler Fellow again with that sniper rifle. He was red hot with the sniper. Love seeing Tyler snipe. Biggles, uh, the one who finds one. Capsule tries to make a play. I believe he gets shot in the back here. Boom, there he goes. And you see Tyler cross the map on that mini-map. He's going to find one at the Reese, making a 3v2 situation. They wrap the bomb back. They bring it to A. I even like Brack. He kind of plays a little bit of a late flank here on B. Uh, Boston Breach, they kind of get put into a funnel here. Tyler Fellow, bada-bing, boom. Hits him with a headshot with the snipe. Fantastic shots coming out of T. And this is where it all falls apart. It falls apart. Tyler Fellow gets a hit marker on the cross. Boom. And then after this, Boston Breach wins six straight rounds. This wasn't I, even uh, close. Can I speak on this? Basically, Florida lost this map because they refused to adapt to essentially this situation on defense where they had A, everything. They weren't killing the guys on the cross. And instead of trying to pinch their spawn, which is what we see a lot of really good teams do on this map, they solo out that sniper. Mm -hmm. They force him to play really weird, kind of in a cruddy spot. They kept wrapping middle to like deny the bomb plant. And making life so easy for Beans and Big Wake on that side of the map. And and Florida just never, ever adjusted any of these defenses to this uh, this setup. Yeah, I mean, Boston just catch fire, too. You see it in the 4-1 round. Kremp and Beans, they hit that outskirts. They wiped the floor with the Florida Mutineers. They shut down the whole entire push. Really good snipes coming out of Beans and, and good TPs from Kremp. Love that they were working together there. Now they kick up the momentum a little bit. We get into the 4-2 round. What does Boston do? They use that momentum. They use that confidence with a quick plant. A rush play. I love that play call. Whoever it was from Boston. Reese, he's going to pop the... Actually, did he not even pop the dead silence there? Did Reese just say... No, he has it? a running. He has a running. Okay. Because at first, it looked like it wasn't going down. And I was like, bro, what the... Yeah, he does. He pops it. Pops the dead silence. Makes a, uh, a plan a guy top AC. Good round from Boston. I love the play call, right? Get, get a couple rounds. Get the momentum and just rush plan it. Get it down ASAP. Uh, they, uh, they get another round on the board. Now they're looking to tie it up at uh, four. And in this round, the streak starts coming down. Uh, I forget who it was. Uh, it was a Kremp who has the streak for the Boston Breach. He calls it. He gets the information in Florida because the streak is coming down. They're forced to run inside Orange. They don't have a trophy on the site. They did a good job throwing their attacks. Uh, you can see the guys from Florida. They try and stack into Orange, but Vivid, he's reading it. He gets the information from his teammates. He finds a big two-piece. Now it's a 4v2 situation. Florida, they get put into a blender. Boston ties it up at four. 
Then again, Boston, they do the same thing they did the last round. They rush B. Beans looks over with a snipe. Krem crosses with an AR looking over him. And they mount the floor once again with the Florida Mutineers. You can see it all unfolding for Florida. They just what get is absolutely it, What is it with teams? What if What is it with teams and doing the illy, bro, where they just sniper every single round? Every like, round. Just yeah. put it away and do something else. You don't have to do the same thing every round. Like the, Beans Lee just adapted to everything Fellow was doing and kept killing him. I'm just like, well, I mean, I would say the flip side of that was Ben actually kept the sniper out and like they didn't really like they, that's what i'm saying he was either super way, effective like, on it, laying down yeah swing, i just i think it swings both ways i would agree with you chris probably like two months ago but i feel like teams have gotten very effective about actually using the sniper on both sides and the person wearing the sniper being very much in the way i think my issue with this is less on like fellow having the snipe out and more on like vickle and cap having to make play bro when did you ever see cap or Vic will get into their office. Bro, of course, but at the same time, if Fellow's going to play an island with a sniper rifle while his teammate's flanking, that leaves him susceptible to being pushed out. And if they push him out, you're doing the same thing that they're doing to Beans. They're just running at the sniper rifle player. He doesn't need to have it out every single round. If anything, they're playing around him having it out every single round, and that's probably why they're not fucking flanking. I'm not saying it's his fault. I'm just saying, saying yeah. put it away. Like... Just mix it, mix it up. You don't need to. You're already up four zero. You know what these guys are doing. Change it up. You don't need to do it. Go top AC and just snake over and over with an assault rifle and have B. And then guess what? Beans' POV is going to look like. I'm staring at the guy top AC. Oh, he's snaking. I think yeah, to, your, snaking. I th I think like to it, your, your point, Chris, I like that because Florida failed to deny the bomb plan like at all. Yeah. Defense on the back end of that round. It's going to be hard for fellow to do with the sniper unless he gets that pick on the cross. He's going bottom street, so yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, no, and they, it, they just didn't adapt. If he goes top AC, you're like top orange, or, or you bottom orange, right? With an assault rifle, if his teammates want to try to deny bomb by running up mid or flanking, he's just going to be a lot more useful. Like, there's you just don't need to snipe every round. Mm -hmm. We take a look at the final scoreboard. Kremp eleven and five, Beans eight and five, six and five from Wake, six and eight from Viv. Everybody pulling away on the other side. Everybody doing all right. It was a back and forth game, but. Boston, they went six straight after Florida's uh, first four rounds. So really good place from Boston to adapt uh, to the situation at hand and start blind countering the Florida Buteneers. Florida, they're going to have to go back and watch someone see what happened. Any final thoughts on the map, too, gentlemen, before we head into the final map? Florida pissed another uh, map away they could have uh, taken. Uh, then, yeah. we get, then we get into the hotel control. Uh, one thing that I want to note here in this first round, because it ended up being all defensive wins until the last, uh, to the last round, which Boston won the offense to win out the, the whole map. I'm not really too sure what was going on here with the Florida Mutineers in this first round. They were getting kills, but they weren't going A, and I don't know why. Like, even right here, right? Two dead. Capsule, instead of just diving onto the point, he tries to get across. Boom. You can see here, everything's looking good. Brack is on the point, but there's only six seconds left. Number one here, Capsule, he comes off spawn, right? And then number two follows. Do you think they should be playing towards B here? Or do you think they should just go to A? Just chalk their... They got two ticks on B already. They got two ticks. Number four should have immediately... Number four is fine. I, no, I don't think... But I don't know if... I feel like number one and number two need to go play A. Well, they should have. But I think they heard this guy catwalk and he kind of stopped their push. But I think number four is already so pushed up on the map. So, look, go back. Yeah. We go back to, like, where number... So, number... One of the players that... Go back further. Yeah. Okay, so number five gets that kill. He from number four shoots at him. He gets the information on him. He needs to run him down, like immediately just start chasing him and make his way to the point, clear some space for his teammates. So what happens here, if he goes towards the point, he's going to, he's going to clear out one of two things. He's going to either take the route through rug or he's going to take the route through dub 
and then into rug and then to a he's going to immediately be able to call out. he's either going to take a gunfight and put the guy weak or call it out to his two teammates off spawn mm. or he's going to get to the point at a and start stalling the clock while also getting the information that the guy that he just shot is probably pushed up in the kitchen if yeah. he does that he just makes it so number one and number two can immediately come off spawn know exactly where that player is probably going to be and get to a and help him and guarantee the at least create the a spacing while brack is just stalling there's no yeah. Brack. There's no way Brack is solo capping this. Yeah, like, that, 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 I'm, I'm, in my opinion, Chris, I'm number one. I'm number two. I'm coming off spawn or not number one or number two. What was it? it was number? It was number one and well, it was one, one and two. two. It was one, two, and four that should have like if in I'm tandem one just and ran two here. If I'm one and two here, I'm saying Brack, do whatever you can, bro. Best of luck, brother. Go, go for it. If you could piece him up and cap that, even if number four wants up, sure. But you got to get to that eight point. There's only six seconds left mm -hmm. on the clock. You know that Boston is going to wrap back and try and stop B because they're all spawning there. Like, they're spawning back steps, back sauna. You know that they're going to try it. Bro, just go to A. Go use your numbers. You cap A. You get the A point. You're good. You have over a minute now to cap one tick on the B point. You're, you're good. You did the hard. You already got two ticks on B. It's a success. It's a W. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They just overcompensate. They just wouldn't give up on it, and then they end up getting peace. They get shit on, and they don't win the offense. They end up. They don't even get a single point. I don't think because they overplayed B so much. Beans he finds two, and then he does a great job here staying down. Beans he stays down. He snakes, waits for his teammate. Great play from Beans, and then just like that, they fill in, and and nobody from Florida is even there to get on the point, and they lose the offense. So. Good round there from Boston, and then after that, it was just all defensive wins, pretty comfortable defensive wins until we head into the last and final round, which, in my opinion, I thought Reese Vivian made the actual play. We could kind of take a look and see what the hell happened and kind of how it all unfolded. Um, but it starts with Reese. He's actually going to be that guy that floods through the middle of the map. We'll take a look at the route that he takes. So he cuts off A, and he's going to hit mid. He's going to find a kid. He's going to find Vickle. And then with two dead, I love that he hits the gap. He doesn't hesitate, right? Couple kills. He's going to hit the gap, finds one. Finds a second, finds a third in the back. Reese Vivid pushing through the middle of the map, finding four kills. And he ends up getting pulled down here. How you doing, my bad, Reese? But you did the you, you did your job. You find four kills, and that's gonna get Boston uh, into that point. Anything Florida should have done differently there? Picking up mid. I mean, I don't know. Reese just waltzes right through the middle of the map, kills their whole team. I mean, look at this. Finds one middle couches, two dead. Number three's got to be aware of this, too, man. Like, Brack, Brack's coming off spawn. I almost feel like Brack, yeah. once, no, this, Brack's, guy, Brack's once this guy though, dies mid, I mean, I'm sure Vickle's calling out, yo, mid-arts, mid-arts, he just died from there. So, I may, Brack maybe need to stop challenging. I, it looks like he's trying to wall-bang a guy bedroom. I don't really know. But then Reese, he finds one. Capsule gets caught sprinting. Vickle's going to spawn. I mean, really good plays coming in from Reese Vivid. Uh, and that's ultimately what's going to lead to Boston Breach winning this match because they get the B point now. Now they got the whole entire round now to get this A point, and they were just able to rotate back to their spawn, get some kills, and get a nice A stack. It was nice and easy for them. Great plays coming out from Reese Vivid. We'll take a look at the final scoreboard, 28-23 and 23 for Vivid. He's really doing his thing ever since he came back into the lineup. Big way, 22-14, and 26-18 from Beans. Only one negative was Kremp, but phenomenal work out of the Boston Breach as they take down the Florida Mutineers 3-1. Gentlemen, any final thoughts on the series as a whole before we head into our last and final series of the day? And then we'll hop into some Reddit hot topics and questions. We'll see what they came up oh, with over there. Well, Florida is whatever. Boston, with the Reese so far, it's looked good. Although they have only played Florida and Rocker. So I want to see how they do against the harder teams on their schedule, which are Seattle, Atlanta, Phase, and New York. So I think we'll learn a lot about this Boston team. Next three matches, but so far it looks like an improvement from the last squad. 
yeah, definitely. Chris. But uh, I mean, listen, bro. At the end of the day, they loud and CQ cheese the rocker at that event, and yeah. listen, regardless of how they look online at, at this rate. Like the fact that they did that still to me just screams no confidence and, and granted they're doing the pretty decent online right now. I'm just, I'm just waiting for these guys to go to land. Cause they, they have, they have yet to replicate obviously their performances from going for that top four at the, uh, Dallas major. So yeah, yeah. We need to see them on land because they, they, it's the loudness EQ merchant. If they don't do good at this land event, like loudness EQ merchant might be a thing. Well, they don't do it at this land event. It's going to be like champs last year. Uh, they're going to make an appearance. Nice cameo. We'll see you later. You'll be hitting the slots. I'm hitting the slots Friday night. All righty. Let's hop in to the next one. Uh, we got Atlanta phase going up against the Vegas Legion. Obviously, Vegas, they're trying to get into that top eight spot for Call of Duty champs. So they, they're really giving it everything they got right now. We start things off. We got a hotel, hardpoint, Mercado, search and destroy, LSCLO control, fortress, hardpoint, LSCLO search. I mean, guys, right off the bat, anything with the vetoes. To kick things off or no? Um, I think the hydro ban from Phase is interesting. It seems like they've been trying to lean more fortress recently, so that's kind of interesting. Mercado Hardpoint on Vegas makes sense. The Embassy search makes sense for Vegas. Um, I think really the key talking point is you know off the rip, Vegas had a great start. Um, they dominated the P1, got a nice like clean rotation of P2. Mm-hmm. Uh, like. Smoked phase on the P3 rotation. Um, and then as phase was trying to break the P3, the game started lagging and they restarted. Yeah. Um, and I know I know a lot's been said on Twitter as all things. I think some people in the Vegas camp were getting not the players, but people in the associated camp during the pot on Twitter saying, Oh, like, you know, the P3 rotation they're gonna be up hundred points. It's like been pretty clear since they instituted this restart world back in Mono for 2019, if you remember, back during COVID, like they had the rule in the CDL, which was the stupidest thing of all time. Mm. Was like if these these things happen, you have to play through. Like they never restarted. Well, now they now they hit them with the full replay, and that's the way it's been. Uh, that's the way they've consistently ruled it. And on the Vegas end, you got to do a better job, obviously, if the replay hits to just not not tell. I don't know yeah, I mean, it's, I think Octane uh, was talking about at one point how he was like one of the reasons why they made changes to the replay rules because he went on that like rant on twitter where he was just roasting oh, yeah. the fuck out of the cod league and uh down. listen bro obviously there's improvements that can be made but uh, they've already then they've made improvements to the replay rules and you know it's unfortunate that it happened in vegas because i know a lot of people are you know obviously phase a lot of people root against phase but on top of that a lot of people are rooting for vegas to to make champs so it's just kind of unfortunate to happen to them but this could happen to anyone and um Sometimes you might be like, "Wow, my team got blessed," and other teams is like, "Wow, this team got bro, fucked." I, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be straight up, and then you can go, Tom. Like, yeah, bro, shit happens. Every other team has to deal with the same thing, the same situation, and this Vegas team has shown time and time again for a team with two, three players that have been around for a long time. Donnie, TJ, and Clay have been playing for a minute. This team tilts way too easily when one bad thing happens. Uh, and I just don't get it. And yeah, it's tough. It's tough with the replay, but you got to be able to fucking regain and you've got potentially four other maps in the series. If you can get it together. Yeah. yeah. I, I just wanted to give my uh, thoughts on a replay. There should always be added time to the team that was in the lead. Um, you should always go to where the player was lagging and couldn't play anymore and see how much that team was in the lead and just put that at the top. Just put plus whatever at the top next to that team. And then whoever's host of the lobby, which is the league, right? 
once the team, like obviously you clear with both teams that this team needs, say, for instance, say you give Vegas plus 30 points, you say this team needs 220, this team needs 250, right? If Vegas hits 220, we're ending it. Boom. See, the, the, the reason why that argument sucks, though, is because yeah. of the whole good side, bad side thing, mm -hmm. where like, let's say a team starts off on the good side and they get like a 30, 40 point because it's the good side. And then the lag out happens. They're going to start on that good side again. And they're automatically going to get just because it's the good side that point buffer so they're getting man, double the point buffer point. exactly this is, this so that's the why, argument that people have back on yeah same petro same petro hard yeah. pointers where this argument used to happen back in i didn't think Tarantino. about it like that if people are arguing same thing. the other problem too chris in a perfect world where the sides were even fuck yeah. it but like the good side dude some of the maps we've had in call of duty like for the last couple of years have a distinct good side where someone's getting an auto 20 30 points yeah. so I, I I think part of the issue at the end of the day is they don't have a very robust matchmatic tool. Like they don't have the ability to like, okay, we're gonna give this team thirty points, and then the game's gonna end it like. It, it just it just they don't they don't they're not able to deal with that logic without manually ending the game, and so it's just a weird presentation thing. Mm. But so their their responses, and they've been consistent about it to their credit. I'll give them that the last three years, which is when this happens. And by the way, just a remark: it happens to these exact two teams. At Raleigh, they played each other in Raleigh. The same situation <laughs> happened uh, in the case of Phase. They went up big, yeah. and then someone crashed or something. And they—I they, don't remember the situation. The restart, they restarted, and then Vegas won. Like this is the way it's been done. And again, for Vegas, you just got to be able to handle this a little bit mental, a little bit well, better for the mental. We'll, we'll get into the listening with Vegas because you'll hear their frustration a little bit. But I want to talk about the map a little bit. This P5 simple went crazy. Cuts off the guy, dubs, jumps the corner. Great tact usage. Throws the stun. Throws the nade. Finds another couple kills there, so that's gonna slow down Vegas. This is where kind of Phase yeah, ended up. Damage. Uh, yeah, this is just really good damage, really good plays from Synth. This is kind of where Phase were able to get some really big holds. It's just really good setups here. They're able to lock down this hill pretty well. And then Abe, he's able to get a turn and burn onto Clay right there. Good plays here um, as Phase. They were able to get pretty much a full sixty on this hill, so they built a little bit of a lead. Now Vegas, they were able to flip these spawns going in to the P six hill, um, but unfortunately for them. Atlanta Phase were able to work a pretty good break, and we could kind of see how that unfolds. So a couple kills coming from TJ, and I think it's just the, that kitchen presence from Phase. They just put so much presence over towards that kitchen side of the map that they were able to steal those spawns away from Vegas, and they just keep spawning there. You can see the spawns again. Boom, they're going to pop up for Phase. One guy spawns close kitchen. One guy spawns out. I mean, you, literally MW2. Sometimes you don't know where they're going to spawn. But you see Phase now. They're breaking those kitchen spawns. They're starting to spawn close. And they're able to pick up this last 30, um, uh, these last 30 seconds here uh, in this final hill. They go up plus 70 going in, into the second set. Anything you think Vegas could have done differently here on this rotation? I feel like FaZe, they kind of walked through Kitchen with ease. It's, just, it's, it's too easy. It's too easy here. TJ finds two. But the way that they position themselves and the way that they set up FaZe, they end up just spawning close. You saw that, right? Boom, they just spawned yeah. close again. I mean, like Chris, Ben, do you guys think this should be that, that Vegas should be putting a little bit more pressure on that kitchen area just until you know that way when they get a wave of kills they can they can spawn phase where number five spawning right like spawn them front like they did but they got pushed out like they, yeah they, they got had number out. five number clay got killed off the rip so they were already in a like on their heels type situation phases you know automatically have kitchen control what i would say is like it's just they got to be able to trade that depth on clay a little bit quicker so they can mm -hmm. keep phase from sliding out of kitchen but they basically like 
once Clay dies, it's kind of chalked. Mm -hmm. and then I was saying more like right here, guys. Like right here, you see how nobody's in kitchen. Like Vegas stacking kitchen, like getting in there, like stacking. Where did, it. What, where did, where did that Vegas actually spawn? Can you back up? You know up? what I mean? Because um, I was surprised this flip happened. And I actually want to see how they. They spawned like mid, and then some of them spawned. They're all spawning mid. Oh, because MC died, so they were rotating through middle. This is a weird. Yeah, they were all. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't think, think it's. I don't think it's that weird. It's the same thing that we talked about with like the London yeah. thing. Weird. It's just more so. Weird. It, I don't think it's that it's weird. What either. they did it's, after their spawn that I'm just like I don't know if they played it the right way. They they kind of played too tight in the back. Kind of hard. They kind of hard focus Tyler. Watch as Tyler slides out here. He gets a couple people to turn because they got the kills. TJ finds two kills, but he he spawns yeah. them close. Like they spawn right there anyway. So like it's they, like they didn't want to run into kitchen and die because they probably thought a guy was already in there, so decided to play tight around the hill. The problem is here they once once they die and they realize that they're not in the favorable positions they need to play their life harder i think donnie needs to either just stay down in hill or he needs to get the fuck off the hill and start to create space number five needs to come and flood towards the hill and take his place while you know the people in the back that are like left alive are kind of working together to try to like hold the incoming phase push the problem is none of them are working together you go look at the mini map donnie's tweaking up top he doesn't really know what to do he doesn't really know what to watch over he's gonna get isolated because his teammates on the ground are kind of just not really putting any pressure on the phase boys like they need to just create some space and play their lives better yeah. um it because otherwise they run into the same problem that london did where they're not over towards the hill and they're they're splitting and i think there was a guy on phase that was like sneaking towards the hill at the beginning and if they like didn't like go towards that area, they, that guy probably makes a play initially. Yeah. So yeah. I think they played it. They played the initial right. They just had to go big. They mm -hmm. didn't. Yeah. Well, let's tune into the listening with the Vegas Legion and see how the guys sound. We gotta work time. He's still dumping down. He's still dumping down. Dumping con. Dumping con. Dumping con. Dumping con. Absolute. Dumping absolute. Red corner. One shot con. Dead. Alright. We're still missing option dump. So yo, three in hill. One single. One lane on left side. One dub. P1 dubs can hot tub. We gotta get new spawns, guys. Nana dub. Nana dub. He was dub. Have a trophy dub. They're gonna already be there. Two are gonna spawn out. I'm looking back across. Captain Scott, one shot. Tim Selly, I'm gonna listen. Aiden Slasher. Nobody watching right there. Lane down hole. Lane down hole. He's P2 stairs. He's P2 stairs. Babe's on the chandelier. Chandelier. I'm hoping you chandelier. He's pushing me, Shandy. He's pushing me. Look over your pizza stairs. I'm stunning in. Luggage. Luggage, one shot. Luggage weak as fuck. I'm laying it. 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 Single one shot. He's red door. He's going single. One, one is hold. Two is P4. One is hold. Two is hold. He's D1. He's pushing on single. Alrighty, you can hear it in their voice. You can see it in the body language. That's where I pretty much chalk it up. Uh, ben, I don't know if you remember me in the watch party, but I said this yeah. one's all over. Let's go to the second map because I feel like Vegas, they might just be going through the motions a little bit. What do you guys think from the listening? I mean, oh, yeah. this, team go, this team tells way too easily. But go ahead, Chris. On top of that, they were just kind of going in from one lane. They were all hitting the one side of the map, um, which is probably not ideal. They just got funneled and... Yeah, they're just, they just lost full, man. They couldn't yep. get a kill. They get blood, uh, bodied. Everybody from Vegas getting pooped on. Um, yeah, everybody pretty much double neg or negative over on the Vegas side. On the other side, it's uh, 21 and 12 from Austin. Good plays. 29 and 14 from Sim. 23 and 14 from MC. Only one negative was eight, but hey, they all put the damage down. They all did what they had to do. Any final thoughts on the map? One, guys. Lucky for Vegas, man, but they just got to regain. They have to. All righty. Uh, better any final thoughts?
No, go to the map too. All right, let's head to the map too. Uh, first round, I thought Donnie made a fantastic play. 1v1 situation, MC finds the kill, but check out the route here from Donnie Temp. It's Spider-Man. He gets up top, over to the windows. MC, he didn't even know. He just got caught off guard. I don't think he expected Donnie. To, I thought he expected Donnie to probably run in there and try and work a trade, but Donnie makes a good heads-up play jumping up top. He reads MC. Really, really big plays coming in from Donnie Temp as he wins the 1v1. Also, shout-out to Clay. Good snipes over, uh, out of him off the rip. I thought he was actually going to maybe get a collat there, but he was able to find a couple kills with that sniper rifle. Fantastic plays. Then we go on to the next round phase. They work a blind count over towards this A site. Austin actually finds one with that grenade. And then who is it? It's a BZ who gets pushed up up top. Um, a BZ, he's always doing a good job just getting aggressive and really putting that pressure on him. Not letting anybody get that map control. Abe, he finds another one. Obviously, the stuns come in. Standy, he's all by himself. He goes down. We're tied up at one. I thought this was a little bit, uh, a little bit fugace from from Vegas. Not really too sure what was going on here. Three v four situation. Okay, Donnie yeah. was able to get a blood. So you got the <clears throat> numbers. I don't know if just stacking back alley like this is gonna work. I will. I I do like that they're trying to do something together. At least they're trying to do something no, together. That's here. that's a that's a crazy. It's a, it's a massive but, choke point. Like you can get shot from a lot of different angles. They can hop on the wall. I think they could have maybe had two guys go alley and one guy stay in dark and be able to pinch any, like, traitors. Uh, tra I think that would have been more kills. ideal, yeah. But I, I think this is the beginning of the trolls for Vegas in this map. Like, they had a really good opportunity. They did a good job because FaZe were trying these B-hits. They clearly had some kind of strategy. But the issue with their B-hits is they were trying to clear, like, top warehouse. Uh, and the bomb guy was going top warehouse, so they weren't able to lay mm -hmm. the bomb super quick. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think this is a smart decision for Vegas at all. Yeah, so you can see FaZe, they, they, they win the 3v4. Um, you know, they try, they try and play through Alley, and they just kind of get shut down here. It was Austin who picks up that Vazinev as well. You know, he was feeling himself a little bit with the Vaz in hand. So, uh, Atlanta FaZe, they win the 3v4. They go up 2-1. Uh, this is where things get interesting. This is where Vegas really start to break down. Look at that mini-map, Vegas. You got to watch your backs. You got to watch your pinch. Nobody watching a pinch from Vegas. They just give it up for like a cool 30, 40 seconds. I mean, they even saw two Atlanta FaZe Tom, players. Tom, hit pause. Tom, hey, Juan, did he I... slam the door too? Did, was that a creak or a slam? No, no, he slammed. Even right here, they see him cross. They, 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 Donnie crosses. They see him. I think I don't actually. Maybe he didn't see him cross there. No, he knows he's there. MC shooting. Tom, hit pause, bro. Hit okay, pause right now. No problem. Paused. Okay, bro. Break it down, he, Ben. Break it down. You basically have Don is not watching the pinch because he's watching tunnel. Clay at some point also picks up tunnel. Number eight at some po point picks up tunnel. Yeah, they're trying to kill Austin who's in that like back alley on the spawn side. Uh -huh. But Don's Don's got to watch his pinch. He picks it up, but he picks. Watch the timing that he gets when he picks this up. Yeah, it's too late. As soon as he picks it up, Simps under him. There's yeah, he's one. Fucking, he's there's two. Out there. There's three. Donnie right there was probably as soon as <laughs> right there. Donnie's like, oh shit. That's like shit. Dude. I was too late. I was too late. Dude, there must have been they must have been flooding comms or tweaking or something because there's no way Donnie doesn't hear that door. And then I'm thinking, and I'm sure he's, he's, get I'm sure he's and I'm sure he's playing with EQ on because he wants to win all these online matches. They all matter. Like. Regardless, he should have been watching the flank in general, but damn, he didn't yeah. even hear the door. It's, it's 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 a four piece. It's an ace. It's a it's a clean flank from Simp as he takes down the whole team. And now I know what you're thinking, Vegas man. They need to bounce back back here and have a good regain. But no, it's a beezy. He's the next one up. He's the next terror as he jumps out of green and finds three. The last one up is gonna be Donnie Temp. And who is it once again? It's a beezy who gets all four. 
kills. It's back-to-back -back aces, one for Simp, one for Abizi. They go up four to one. And then you're thinking, how could it get any worse? Can it get any fucking worse than that? Yes, it can, ladies and gentlemen. It's a 2v4 for Atlanta phase. Vegas with two kills off the bat. Standy, he tries to jump out. He gets one. TJ, he's fucking wide. He doesn't even know what the hell is going on. I don't even know if the comms were even coming in. Austin, he slices him up. I'm thinking, okay, 2v2 situation. This should be a free kill for that. No! Hey, shot, multiplier, score, cheese, MC in a building. Finds one, takes him down, and half a boy absolutely shreds him with that OP fucking gun. It bada bing, bada boom. It's a 2v1 situation, Clay. Let, no time out on the clock. He actually almost did the whip onto Austin, but it wasn't enough. They go 5-1. We'll take a look at the final round here. Honestly, this round, FaZe just called the streak. They get the information, um, and they were able to get the dub here. So uh, they get the info. Vegas, they're kind of scattered. They get onto this beat point. They get the map control. They get the kills. This ended up being a 6-1. Calm, cool, collected. Atlanta FaZe, they run through the search and destroy like it was nothing. Guys, any final thoughts as we take a look Bro, at the Bro, this is another S&D map. 7-3 from Simp and Austin. Where a team refused to adapt on defense. FaZe was just hitting B every round, and... and Fucking Vegas' response is to just never... I just don't... They never deny the bomb plant. Like, they didn't get any guy on a wall. They didn't throw any nades over. Like, they Look weren't doing that. anything to slow the push. What happened, like, what happened, to, what happened to Vegas S&D, man? They have not looked particularly good at this game mode anymore. No, they, they've been at or below 500 here for a minute. Uh, uh, obviously, their control's gotten a little bit better if we, we start watching this map. I tip the improvements out of Vegas on this. But they got to figure out the search. It's their equalizer against teams like... Minnesota and Seattle who are kind of other sort of assorted bubble teams, but they've really struggled as of late. And they've also struggled this season against FaZe. I saw a Tim Takes tweet that they're like 0-4 against FaZe uh, in um, Search and Destroy this season. And FaZe is one like, like there's some crazy round differential. It's like 24 to four or something stupid. Just in just in search, because I was gonna say, I yeah. mean, yeah, I'm sure Vegas has struggled against FaZe in general, <laughs> but yeah. The mm -hmm. only the only maps that that uh that these that um Vegas has won against Fades was that one map that they replayed at Raleigh and then they beat them in Major Two I think online they won the first map and then got smoked three straight like those are the only two maps they taken off them now in four maps probably just it's probably just a fucking talent diff bro like they're they're yeah. experiencing the same thing that Rocker does with Thieves for the most part but they just couldn't they can't win maps versus this team mm -hmm. and then we get into the LSC look control. Vegas, they get a good start to the control. A really good break off. It leads to them getting that B point pretty fast. So they got the whole entire round. They got a two solid minutes to get this A point. And uh, they do a good job just working kills in their little mid. It was actually Vegas who ended up going up 1-0 here uh, and on the offense. And LSC low control. Uh, and then I want to highlight what, what MC did here. So phase they get the, the, the A point pretty easily. But the plays that MC makes here um, over towards this B point, you can see all his teammates are dying around him. MC's going to jump the corner, find one onto TJ, back the guy off coming through Tool, jumps the corner, takes down Clay. I mean, take a look at this, reads the guy coming behind him, boom, jumps the corner, finds another one, and what looked like a break for Vegas Legion after Clay finds a couple kills, MC, he turns the Jets on, and just like that, pops a three-piece. Really good plays coming out from Selium there as MC goes absolutely nuts. He goes absolutely big for that B-cap. They're able to tie it up at one. And then uh, with some back and forth rounds, we end up going into a overtime. It ends up going into a 2-2 overtime round. MC ends up doing it again. We get it to the last and final round, and uh, it's off the break-off where FaZe 
just go absolutely insane. We could kind of watch and see how it all plays off. So it starts with a BZ and Simp. One plays through Keg Lane. The other guy plays through Field. Simp finds one. A BZ with two. Just like that. It's a three clean wipe off the rip. And the stacks are in. You can already see the tacks are being thrown. Slasher, he picks up a guy, Keg Lane. And then you can see Slasher, he jumps out. Standy finds one. Abizi, he goes a little rogue as well. These phase players do not want to stay in the point, but no fear because MC is here. He finds one, able to stay alive in that point somehow. He caps it, and then after, obviously after that, a good breakoff comes in from phase. They cap the point. I love the play here from MC. They don't have any kills yet, but what does MC do? He trusts his teammates to pick up kills here. As long as his teammates get kills, MC will do the rest and that's exactly what happens. You can kind of see how it all unfolds. MC's going to stay pushed up. Slasher finds one. Abizi finds one. Slasher with another one. And just like that, take a look at those wet arrows and look at what MC does here. He's going to put that trophy down and let them have it. Even him, even if he doesn't get kills here, even him just being up here slows him down. You can see Vegas. They start to the, the hesitate before crossing. He gets some shots down into them, pushes them back a little bit, and then they do the same exact thing. Once they get staggered and pushed back, phase, they play through middle. They're able to work some trades and, and get onto this eight point. It was pretty comfortable here in the overtime as they just kept flooding through bottom middle and putting that pressure on them. And after working a few trades and getting on that point, they were able to close this one out. You can see a BZ with a big two-piece slash. It cleans it up. And Vegas are getting those deep spawns now. So just like that Atlanta phase, they get the 3-0 victory. Austin came in here and said, I heard you took the under and this and that. Austin, I took the under because I thought it was going to be a 3-0. Sweet. <laughs> It ended up being a 2-2 overtime blender. Okay, so you're costing me, brother. You're costing. You can see people, uh, obviously, frustrations are coming in from Vegas, right? They're slapping their webcams. I still don't know why people are doing that. Obviously, people with hand on their head, stuff like that. But uh, got a feel for the Vegas Legion, man. I do want to see these guys get into champs, bro. I do want to see these guys break into the top eight. I love all those guys. I want to see them do well. Uh, I just think it would be really cool to have Vegas Getting to that top eight, but we'll take a look at the final scoreboard. Slasher, 27 and 20. Fantastic map out of him. Uh, everybody else, negative except for MC. Positive two, 20 and 18. I mean, Austin, what a great map here. And a map number three. Got to give it to him. Phenomenal job. He's really kicked it up for these guys. He's been playing great. Uh, any final thoughts on, on the series, guys? We had a 3-1-3-0-3. I thought it was a 3-1-3-1-3-0. No, it was a 3-1-3-0-3-0. Uh, it was, it was an absolute blender today, guys. Absolute fucking blender. Any thoughts uh, uh, on the series? Any thoughts on the day before we head into some questions? Any no, thoughts, guys? I mean, I mean, for phase, <laughs> they handled the replay well. Those out on the last two maps. I mean, they've got London tomorrow. By looking at phase being three-one uh, and getting the winners bracket locked in for Vegas, like uh, I still think they've got a chance to get three wins during the split. That match against Rocker coming up now is basically the biggest game of the season for them. They win that. Rocker's schedule is very difficult, and I think there's a very good chance Rocker are one and four and go to losers. So if Vegas can win the next game, they have a very good shot to basically be in position with Rocker where best performance wins at the major, who gets the eighth spot. All right, Chris, any final thoughts before we head into predictions and go over some questions on the Reddit? Uh, Reddit actually came in crazy today. There's like 130 comments on there already. It's only been Not up that. for like an hour. Like, they went nuts, bro, but... Any, I got uh, nothing, any bro. Nothing? I got nothing. It was a boring day, man. Boring day. All right. Just... Then let's hop in. That was a quick little recap for you guys. Hope you guys enjoyed. Let's tune in and see what we got going on tomorrow. We got London uh, going up against Atlanta phase. It's a bounty match. So $10,000 on the line, right? It's 10K, by the way, right? I got that right. $10,000. Yeah, 10K to the winner. 
ten thousand dollars in a winner. Ten G's that anyone's ever made in their life. No, you know? that's not right. That's not right. I got that Atlanta phase three zero over bro. the London Royal Ravens. Who do you got? Ben? Holy shit! Uh, I got phase three zero. Chris, there's, there's I got phase three zero, dude. Holy shit! That is a donation, bro. All right, we'll see what happens tomorrow. And then we got LA Thieves going up against the Florida Mutineers. This is another bounty match. Uh, I'm personally gonna go with Thieves in this one. I just think they're too strong for Florida at the moment. I'm gonna go three one. I can see Florida taking a map. But I'll go with LA Thieves 3-1 in the bounty match over uh, the Florida Mutineers. Ben, who do you got? Ah, uh, no, 3-0 uh, Thieves. Mm. Well, their S&D's been a little shaky to split, but uh, Florida, if they play the way they did today, it's going to be a fast one. Okay, Chris, who do you got? Listen, this is the COD League paying Sam back for all his fines back in Modern Warfare. This is going to be uh, a Thieves show over the uh, Mutineers. All righty. Uh, and then we got Optic Texas going up against Seattle Surge. This is the only match today that's not a bounty match, but it is a good one. We got two great teams going at it. I definitely think Optic has the edge in this one. I just think Optic's been on point lately. I think all of them have been playing really well. I think Hook especially has just been that guy for them. Like, he's he's been really put, putting that gas pedal down. They're just playing good, man. They're a good team. Like, I've, I feel like things are clicking for them right now. I feel like their momentum is there. Their confidence is there. Practices have been going good. I just feel like Optic Texas are in their bag right now. Seattle Surge, they've just been up and down. It's been a roller coaster for them. I just don't know if they're going to be able to take down a red-hot Optic Texas. I'm going to go Optic 3-1 as well in this one. I'm going to go OG 3-1. Ben, who do you got? Uh, well, so Seattle did not look good last weekend, and they're, as Scumpet didn't say, on thin ice. Uh, I think Optic's definitely going to match them in the respawns. I think... S&D could be interesting. I favor Optic. I'm going to have CL take one map, but Optic take three, and they get it done in four. All right, Chris, who do you got? I got Optic. They just look like the most... They've probably been the most consistent team as of late mm -hmm. in terms of their performances. Um, and also, I'm going to get New York in the next one. I got to go to the bathroom and fix something. I got something in my eye, so no, you're good. you go continue. Thing, I'll be bro. right back. But I got New York in the next one for yeah. just because. All right. Uh, and then, of course, we got the New York Subliners going up against the Los Angeles Gorillas. I think I'm going to go with New York in this one as well. I think they look good in their last series. I think they they obviously want to prove to everybody that they can win another championship this year. Um, they've they've been you know up and down, but I definitely think when it comes to LAG, obviously LAG season is looking a little bit different in New York. Um, and Ben, I think you said New York clinched champs already as well. Didn't you say that? Yeah, with Vegas uh, losing today, I believe New York is qualified for champs. Okay, congratulations to the New York Subliners. I'm going to go New York 3-2. Uh, I can actually see LAG maybe making it a series and hanging in there. I'm going to go 3-2 New York. Ben, who do you got? Um, I got New York 3, LAG 1. New York 3, LAG 1. You heard it here first from Ben Genesim, folks. Everybody make some noise. That's going to do it for my predictions. Let's go into some community questions. Obviously, Chris is in the bathroom. He'll join us back, and he'll be able to join the conversation. But let's take a look at some of the questions coming over here on our Reddit. Thank you to everybody who asked away. I hate Fairyland. Coming in hot with a question. Do you see FaZe making a change in the offseason if they don't win champs? Now, I'll start this one off, Ben, if you don't mind. Yes, I do. I think they will make a change. I think if FaZe in the offseason don't win champs or don't get a good a good placing, I obviously think, you know, depending on how this last major goes and how champs goes, we'll, we'll say a lot, obviously. But if they struggle, I think you got you got to note there's going to be a lot of talent that's just on the bench. There might be room for, for a pickup there. It depends, ultimately, who they can get and who they can't get. 
But, Ben, we know there's a lot of free agents that are going to be at the end of this year that are really good players, man. I mean, one that I could think of may maybe Pred, maybe AG. Um, and, and, and we know, like, if, if, if there's good players that are sitting there on the market, like, I, 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 it, wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if FaZe made a change if they didn't perform well at the last couple events. But, Ben, what do you think? I mean, I think anyone who doesn't win champs is essentially going to make a change this year. So, I think for FaZe, it's decision is you're not going to split up the simp the bz cell trio as much as people on reddit want to have fan fiction about them splitting apart i think that stays together and just a question of you want to run it back with austin if you don't win do you want to replace him for a like for like maybe someone you think is going to be a little more consistent to respawn or do you want to try a role swap bring in maybe an aggressive sub player and move uh simp to like a flex so i could mm -hmm. see it for sure all righty um and then we got another question coming in from a run venue question for ben what about it works for you ben what about it you know what i mean How next ne next question bro. you don't have an answer no nah, i'm not i'm not buying this porter bullshit Move no on. way bro no way let's go on to the next one liquid paper <coughs> excuse me who is your current MV mvp does whoever win Major 5 automatically get it? Dashi, Toronto, Scrap, LAT, Octane, etc. I mean, I guess maybe whoever wins Major 5. like whoever Major 5 is big, right? Because we, we haven't seen any repeats, right? We haven't seen anybody win back-to-back -back events or multiple events this year. Um, but if there's anybody that you could say is in the lead for MVP right now, Ben, I mean, who, who would be that guy? Who are you feeling right now? Uh... I think Tyler Beasley is probably in first place. If they hold on to first, even if they don't win this event, I think he probably wins it. Yeah, it seems like the chat's coming in and erupting with some aids uh, as well. Um, unless, some people unless, are saying scrappy as well. A lot of people are saying yeah, scrappy. If Thieves go back-to-back, -back, I could see like someone on Thieves get it. If someone on Toronto wins it, then they could get very interesting with scrappy. Same with Optic, right? If Optic wins, same with Dashy, the, like all these guys. It depends. Like, a lot of it depends on how it goes towards the end half of this year. So gonna have it a year. Yes, this might be one of the hard... The last couple of years, I mean, Monarch for 2019, it was either going to be Simp or it was going to be Shotzi, and Shotzi won that. I think Simp was clear in Cold War. That one was obvious. MC last year I thought was pretty obvious. This year is way closer than all the other years. I think there's probably legitimately like four, five-ish candidates, and I'm very curious how the voting goes down or if the voting is done. I actually don't even know if the voting is going to happen after Major 5. That's a good thing to find out because that might already be, might have to be in now, you know? Oh, is is the voting in now? Is that how it? Like, I have no, I have no work? idea. That's why I'm curious when the how the voting works because there's nothing on the website or anything about that. Oh, you interesting. Know? If the voting was now, it'd probably be it probably Abe, probably a BZ, right? I don't even. Yeah, know. If, it's, if it's now, it's probably Abe. Yeah. Um, but that that that's interesting. I don't I don't know how the voting works or, or when it comes uh how how they do it, but yeah, we'll see what happens there. Thank you for the question, Venos Bambinos. Coming in hot, best program to learn Mandarin. Asking for a few friends. He's got to learn uh, Mandarin, Ben. People, that's not right. Mm -mm. Why? What does that mean? What, what, what asking for a few friends? What does that mean, yeah, Ben? Am P I not playing, getting it? P, P were playing for like the Shanghai Sharks next season, Tom. Oh, is that what it is? Is that what he's? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ! Chat GPT. That's what you could, bro. Can you learn a new language with that AI shit? I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't fucking doubt it, bro. I don't know, Tom. I never tried. <clears throat> no idea. All right, Christopher Duarte's back, ladies and gentlemen. Give it up for Chris. Hey, Chris. At the end of the year, can you see Faze making a change? Yes or no? Um, yeah, because it'd be the same situation kind of with Alec where they feel like they might not be hitting their, you know, their ceiling, their potential, and they feel like maybe they can make an upgrade somewhere, but who mm -hmm. knows? Only time will tell.
All right, we got the chosen Juan coming in hot with a question. If LAG can't find a buyer, which of uh, which of the LAG's players do you see getting on a roster next season? What does Alex Stock look like right now? I definitely think it looks a little tough for Alex right now. He's definitely been in in, uh, in a slump and, and hasn't been looking like himself. I think one thing with Alex is obviously the accolades and what he brings to a team. He's a, he's obviously a great player, but he just he, he hasn't been himself these last uh, few matches. Obviously, you know, like we've been watching. I think he even knows it as well. Um, I think I think all the players on on LG. I don't know what happens if they can't find a buyer. I don't know what they end up doing with the team, but I, I definitely think Joe Deceives is their guy, right? Like Joe Deceives has got to be the guy they build around. He's their youngest guy. He's their talent. He's their talent player. I, I would think that Joe would be the guy that's safe, right? I mean, that's that's yeah. just kind of where my head's at. Sub sub players of that talent, like it's very hard to let them go. And I agree. I think Joe's Joe and maybe Assault's been their like two best players consistently. Um. Uh, so yeah, I think that would be a wise uh, course of action. <clears throat> Chris, you agree? Yeah, I agree. All right, we got 50 Puff coming in hot in a free-for-all match. Who would win, Aches, Parasite, Zuma, or Benjay with Aimba? Listen, listen, listen. Definitely in a million years, I'm winning that free-for-all, period. Yeah, like, You're I'm not winning that free-for-all like, with Aimba. Years, I like, play like, against hackers every day, bro. Yeah, if I got Aimlock, it's crazy. If I got aim lock, that might be Benjay to see with the Aimlock. Like, if if we got Aimlock, I'm valid. <laughs> that is spin-butting. But if we were in a fair yeah. game, like you guys would stand no chance. Yeah, nah, I would, nah, I would have a chance for sure. It would probably be between me and Chris, and um, yeah, I'd be top two, not two. You know what I'm saying? A take coming in, huh? What a question. Although they did okay today, what can FaZe do to hold hard points better versus top teams? Bro, when it, bro, I, I've even talked to the FaZe guys a little bit, bro. But it's, they make a lot of little mistakes, man. Like little mistakes that are just costing them hard. And and yeah, I know that sounds like a very like what's the word I'm looking for? Blatant or like bland statement? Like yeah, no shit, they're making mistakes. Generic, like, yeah. Like, generic, like no shit. But like it's mistakes that normally these players don't make. You know, like they're just gonna have to get back to being more disciplined and really hounding down on making less mistakes. I think when it comes to talent, they're good, right? Like they obviously. Half the time they win matches is because of their talent. Um, yeah, cliche is also a good word. Thank you, Chad. Cliche, right? Um, but just like really like focusing up in practice and really making sure that they they just clean up a lot of the, just the bullshit they're doing. They got to clean it up. I think um, they are also one of those teams that is um, victim to the uh, trying to play the perfect game. And um, they try to get into these like perfect setups and have all this space and, uh, you know, do all these like unnecessary things when... They can do that later. Just get to the objective, play some tight setups, some crossfires, and trust your talent to win you those situations. And then go rogue and do what you want after that. Mm -hmm. um, it was very uh, reminiscent of the uh, when Optic first got uh, Dan. Same the same story. So they can yeah. they could do it. They can change it up. Yeah. yeah. All righty, Ben. You agree with that? Everybody agree with that? Yep. If Minnesota more. background head coming in hot, if Minnesota performed poorly this stage, do you see them making a change, pending if they make chance for the champs event, possibly bringing back an attach for one of the ARs or Real for one of the subs? If they make champs, and they're not going to make a change. I think they're just going to stick can't. out. I don't think. Um, I think It would only have to be Dill. Anyone that's currently that on their team that's signed to like a CD. So basically it works as anyone that's signed as a CDL contract. I don't think they could bring on a new player to sign a new CDL contract. So I assume that maybe Dylan's the only person that's on their organization outside their, their starting lineup that's on a CDL contract. So that'd be the only move they could make. <clears throat> but I don't know. I mean, if you're a rocker and you like, it's interesting. If you're a rocker and you go one and four this split 
and Vegas fucking bombs gets double rounded and you get like eighth. Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, because like yeah. it's clear you're not going to win champs of that roster. Mm-hmm. You try and like roll the dice somehow. That's a great question. Um, let's do a couple more. We can answer these last two. We got responsible pace and we have, uh, uh, a Ryan, a Ryan, a Ryan two zero one five two. Hopefully I'm saying your name right. Probably not. I can't read. Aaron. <clears throat> Aaron. Oh, maybe Aaron. 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 Yeah, Aaron. 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 It's probably Aaron. Aaron. Sorry. Can't read. Does Capsule get a chance at a spot in the league next year? Um, yeah, I think Capsule will get a spot in the league next year. He's been great for Florida. I think, I he's think pretty that, good. I, I, I think don't, uh, nice. He just needs to, sometimes uh, he just needs to work on his decision making. He's a little too twisted sometimes. But go ahead, Ben. I potentially maybe with Seattle. I could see like if Lamar's playing again, maybe it's like Lamar trying to find people on uh to fill out a Seattle roster. Maybe Lamar thinks that he can, you know, kind of wing him. I could see that. But outside of that, it might be tricky just because with the Spanish guys likely getting four of the spots now in the league, it's gonna be a little bit tough. I think finding SMGs in the league is pretty hard. So once you get someone that's pretty decent, um, it's kind of hard to give them up um, unless they just go that whole challenger route where they pick up a bunch of like people that play together. I think he should be okay. Uh, Boston with Kremp or before Kremp? I don't think Kremp was a problem when he, when he came in. I just, I, again, I, I almost would have liked to see maybe Vivid, Nero, and Kremp, all three of them. Um, but yeah, no, I think Kremp is a great player. I think he's a good player. I, I think once he gets more, more, uh, more reps in the league and, and starts understanding, um, like even for me, I just feel like sometimes Boston, they get a lot of kills and they don't do much with them. I feel like once Kremp and, and those guys over there start getting that into the, like ingrained into the back of their heads, it'll be a much better team. But I think Kremp's a good player. Um, personally, I like Kremp in the roster. I, I, I think Kremp is a really good player. I, I like him. I, I like him now with Kremp. Um, but what do you guys think? You guys like it before Kremp, with Kremp? I mean, I again, I would have liked to see Vivid Nero, Vivid and Nero together, maybe with Kremp. Um, but I think Kremp is a great player. What do you guys think? Uh, mm. I think Kremp is a solid out of their team. I think he's shown that he can hang, hang at this level. I like his comms. Uh, as much as we've gassed Nero and Reese over this year, like I think replacing one of them was the right call. <clears throat> Chris, you agree with that? Um... Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't mind Kremp. I think Krep is good. I just suck seeing Nero not be on the team, um, just because he kind of helped them get obviously to the position they're in now with going to champs, and now now he's gonna miss out on it. Yeah, just uh, the way things work, unfortunate. Mm-hmm. But yeah. All right, last I think, question. I think Nero will be on a team next year. I think he'll be okay. No gift twenty three fifty indica or sativa. Final question. I'd say. Oh. Um... I'd say uh, maybe a hybrid, you know what I mean? Maybe a hybrid, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Maybe a hybrid, maybe sativa, you know, something like that. What do you think, Chris? I don't, I don't uh, y- you know, do the thing. <clears throat> no, of course not. Chris would never do that, ladies and gentlemen, as always. That's Ben, why don't you sink us out with a pot before we head out right, of here? Bet. Ben, why don't you sink us out with a pot, do what you got to do, go do what you got to fucking do, baby. Hey, Ben, you better not miss this either. You better... You better move that camera down, too. Move that camera down. Boom. How you doing? Boom. Yeah, now we're talking, Ben. Now we're talking. Yes, sir. Ben Genesim stepping up to the plate. Let's see what my guy can do. Ladies and gentlemen, he's stepping up with those stinky fucking slippers on. Let's see what he can do as he steps onto the green. He's going to line it up. He's going to miss the putt. It's going to go wide right. Ladies and gentlemen. Ben Genesim throws it away. He throws it all away at the tip of his fingers. Oh, man. 
You gotta feel for Benjamin Asim here. You gotta feel for him. Yeah, it's you all got good. We got to. more putts coming. Oh man, ladies and gentlemen, you gotta feel for Benjamin Asim. He misses the putt today. It's embarrassing. It's absolutely embarrassing. Is is it embarrassing? And nah, it's not that embarrassing. I'm just messing with you, Benjamin. You know what I mean? Um, but it was a good try. Guys, I do want to remind you guys that today's Flank episode is presented by the Xfinity 10G Network. Big, big, big shout out to them. Chat, doesn't matter if you're gaming, streaming, competing, whatever you're doing. Their 10G Network has a faster connection with less interruptions. Make sure that you guys check out Xfinity. So huge, huge, huge shout out to them for uh, presenting the show today. Um, and then as always, man, if you guys are watching on YouTube, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Go to anchor.fm slash the flank to check out all the audio sites that we're on. Go follow at the flank on Twitter. Girls doing a phenomenal job of writing socials. Make sure to go check out stallings.club as we will be doing some more drops on there soon. So make sure to go check that out. As always, man, we'll be back tomorrow with another episode of The Flank. Thank you guys so much for watching. Take care, brush your hair, and we'll see you guys tomorrow on another episode of The Flank, man. Peace out.